Welcome back to Shit That Goes On In Our Heads. This is part two of Marco from Sonic Halls featuring Move. I just wanna... I because here's what happened so and I'm not going to name anybody here (laughs) but there don't get people sued (laughs) we appreciate that (laughs) good looking out don't get sued um yeah we nearly did but yeah no it was that bad but I uh there's only a few doctors in the at least the country maybe the world that like are good at fixing this condition like do the surgery for it um and the doctor i went with it as well i had like nerves that needed to be fixed as well so so i fixed that as well but so i had to go to connecticut as i mentioned to get the surgery so i went to connecticut and we had the option of two hospitals in Connecticut. Same doctor, just two different hospitals. Um, one was like, I was 17 at the time. So it was a pediatric hospital. It was like slightly newer, mm-hmm. you know, fancier equipment, all that kind of stuff. One that was like an older hospital. Didn't have as much equipment, but it was a little closer to where we were staying. Mm-hmm. Um so they're like, oh, just do the one that's closer. It's not that big a deal. I'm basically an adult. I'm, I'm not sure how much pediatric or not would affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, the pediatric part is not what affected me. But, <laughs> <laughs> I have the surgery and the doctor's like, that was one of the hardest surgeries for this I've ever done. And I was like, great. <laughs> that's that's um, not anything i'd ever want my doctor to say <laughs> exactly right it's a, it was like it took us like four hours i was like cool <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome bro <laughs> um, but uh, and i start recovering and i'm recovering really well not sarcastically i start recovering really well for anyone who's had like any kind of surgery like that they give you this tube that you got to blow in to make this little ball go up and i was like hitting it to the top i was breathing well that wouldn't last long uh <laughs> because they're like and I, I obviously i had like it wasn't morphine but like morphine adjacent drip. Mm-hmm. i had the drip the fashion and <laughs> i <laughs> respect the drip <laughs> yeah i they said, okay, we're going to, it was like four days later, we're going to take the thing out. And I'd slowly been hitting this thing more and more, but I guess no one realized that, like, just in noting that, because the first night I barely hit it at all. Because mm-hmm. like, this is awesome. This kid's doing great. <laughs> so they take out the drip. I'm like, okay, I'm probably going to feel kind of crappy for a couple days. And, you know, withdrawals, whatever. And then I get to go home. So it's sick. Um, that night, or I guess that next morning, in a sense, it was like 1 a.m. My dad was staying with me at the time. My, my parents, because uh, my brother, mom, and dad came to 
also my parents, but my brother also came with us to Connecticut. So like one was staying with my brother at the the place we were staying. One stayed with me at the hospital. My dad was with me that night. I wake up at 1 a.m. and cannot breathe. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it, it like really hurt to inhale. I always explain it like I was hyperventilating because I couldn't properly ventilate. Wow. So I was like... <laughs> Oh my god! Um, Scary. Worst feeling in the world. Yeah, no. And then that next like day or whatever, because they obviously they put me back on the medicine and just like, okay, we're gonna figure something out. Um, give you a painkiller for now, and then we'll we'll, we'll regroup in the morning or whatever. Um, uh, everyone's back there, and they're like, put your arms up, you know, put your, you know, try like just trying to get me to not hurt, because that by that next morning it's like, oh my god, I'm in so much pain. And it's not working for what we later realized. I had fluid buildup that had, you know, would come to it collapsed my lung. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I was like, great. <laughs> Man, I am not a doctor, but if I had a collapsed lung and they were telling me to put my arms up because it would help, I would no, be that, that wasn't the doctors. I was like, my parents, oh, okay. Were, oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> no, no, no. They were like, they didn't know what to do. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It turned into getting a million tests. I had to get, it got to the point where because of all this, I'm like crazy dehydrated crazy tachycardic right people oh. who don't know that's when you're like mm -hmm. heart beats really fast um i was like 150 sleeping um wow fever 104 for what we later found out or not officially found out because they wouldn't tell us but we kind of know uh essentially what we didn't realize when i chose that hospital is that in i got my surgery in july in May of that the year, the hospital had gotten penalized for post outstanding post surgical infections. Wow. Yeah, not fun. Uh, Damn. It, you know, clearly that's what happened to me. And I, my mom had been keeping in contact with the, the parents of a girl that ha had gotten the same surgery as me, and she went in a couple days before me. Um to she had like build up in her abdomen or something like that so i was like okay it's probably just one of those weird you know fluid build it's one of those weird one in ten things with my luck with health it's just the thing whatever get it fixed not whatever yeah um because it was the first time it had happened to anyone's lungs or anything like that in the hospital um so i have to get a pick line because they can't iv me anymore i'm not able to fly home anymore which that's a whole other part of this that mm. uh, <laughs> and I'm getting x-rays like every day now and I don't even know why. Well, I know why, but yeah. Um, and the last dis ditch effort was that they, before I would have had to get another surgery and I did eventually spoiler <laughs> is that um, they tried to syringe it out of my Ooh. back. Uh no no, <laughs> no not fun no not, not fun it um and I'll I'll a quick side story just with that they gave obviously they're sticking a needle in your back and it's gonna hurt mm -hmm. so it's like they give you a numbing thing so the doctor is like okay 
this is going to sting, but then hopefully you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't feel much of anything. So they put the thing in my back, stings. I'm like, and then I'm like, okay, but it should be fine. They get the syringe needle and stick it. And I don't know if it hit a weird pressure point with me or something, but it was the, it felt like it, because he was like going slow and everything. What this was felt like that. <laughs> oh no. It was like one of the worst pains. And I like yeah. jolted like this. Oh no. Obviously with a needle near back. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and I was like, that hurts so much. So they're like, okay, we're going to do another numbing, which hurt again, but somehow far less than the other thing. The other thing hurt and they weren't able to get anything out. And Whoa. so they wheeled me back to my room and I have a breakdown, which I had been having daily at this point. Yeah. You know, looking cute, crying. <laughs> and <laughs> when I, once again, another thing I hadn't realized that I'd been having throughout this whole ordeal, or rather, once my lung problem started, is by the way, I, I had gotten moved to the ICU at this point. Apparently, I had a first ICU room and then a different one. I don't even remember one of those rooms. Yeah. So the whole thing. But, um, they had apparently sneakily, like when I was asleep or they'd take them outside or something, they'd be, they'd talk to my parents and be like, this is like happened to him before, right? This is like the gaslighting yeah. begins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, like, and they're like, no, idiot. We would have told you. <laughs> they're like, but are you sure? I think we've seen you here before for the same. No, just kidding. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like. You've Can you just look into this camera totally and tell us? Across the, <laughs> of the country before, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so after I had the whole syringe fiasco and another random X-ray, because I don't remember why, but I come back, I'm crying, and the pain doctor, who I don't remember her name, she came in. I'm like composing myself. I'm also obviously like on a bunch of pain meds, so I'm like drugged up the whole time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not coherent. Yeah. They. She's like, okay, Marco, I know this has been really hard. You got to tell me. This has happened before, right? Wow, so sketchy. And I was like, what? I don't, I don't think so. What? And in my head, because I'm like, whatever's like, has it? I don't even know anymore. Um, Wait, you were underage. Were your parents in the room when they were asking this? Yes, they oh, were. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I, went, I went lawyer brain and, and for a second. Was there. It, was all, it was a whole... It's a family event. <laughs> family <laughs> gaslighting event. <laughs> like we need to get the whole family, get all the birds with one stone. Here is love. <laughs> um, yeah, I or were they? Yeah, everyone was there because my my brother had to end up flying home because it lasted that long. It was meant to be like a week. It was like a month. Um, wow. Yeah. So apparently, I had to get another surgery. Yeah, the it's called mini thoracotomy um where you know essentially they went in here and got everything out i had drainage tubes which was the worst um not because they hurt they were just inconvenient and you um, were how old when this happened 17 what the <sighs> hell this is the the third surgery i've had in my life because i had one before this whole thing in like 2016 um about a completely different issue but um and other little procedures here and there but like and we're talking like actually they cut you open type things um 
<laughs> I see your eyes. G-Rex <laughs> is... Uh, she's Don't having a hard time with this. Oh. Welcome to my life. Um... <laughs> <laughs> i can't even laugh about it because man i dude please do I there's talk, so many funny stories about this whole thing i'm just telling I, you the sad part we'll get into the funny hallucinations i mean <laughs> I, like, I just feel horrible for you like you're 17 years old you got to go through all this shit because yeah. people can't get their shit together i mean like when i was in the hospital so i had a hysterectomy i accidentally mm. overdosed myself Oh with the God. morphine pump. Oh, yeah. They had a Narcan me twice. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Shit. Yeah. I, I was, well, I was lucky in the hospital in that regard because the thing was, uh, had like a timer. Mm-hmm. So it's like I could only do it however many, like, you know, once an hour or however much it was. I forget how long it was between. But um, so like, but at the same time, at, you know, fast forwarding a little bit. After I had to, because the first surgery was like, it was, it was glue. So it was like, in theory, it's as opposed to like stitches. Okay. It was like surgical glue. Yeah. So it's like, you know, in theory, the aftercare is just like, okay, you have the bandage on for a bit and then standard, you know, don't lift heavy things. But the second surgery, I had staples. So, um, so I had to stay a few extra days to get my staples taken out. And we were in the hotel and obviously I'd been on this medicine for however long I was. And they had tried a different other, a million different other pain medicines for me throughout the thing. And I, what I didn't realize were withdrawals were happening as I'm trying to wean off. So it was that scary moment of, you know, luckily my parents were there and we had this realization all at once. It was like, they're like, you know, Marco's dangerous. Be careful. And I'm like, I yell, just please, someone just give me a pill. And we all just stop. And like, oh, okay. Yeah. No more. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So in, in terms of the people not having their shit together, once I was having this surgery, the second surgery, I did this as if I realized the podcast. Um, <laughs> He's pointing but, to his side. <laughs> yeah. Pointing to my, my scar. And I my mom gave that that pain doctor an earful apparently yeah. I wish I could have seen that because <laughs> my mom is not someone who gets overly like loud mad mm-hmm. um yeah obviously yeah when she needs to she, she can get stern but like I that would I am so curious to how that conversation went. she went mama bear mode yeah and apparently the doctor was just like I'm so sorry <laughs> he's like please i didn't mean it and (laughs) i am not even sympathetic at all like i'm like fuck that doctor i don't even know who it is (laughs) like lip all of you yeah um yeah so that's the traumatic side of it there's more but it's like that's the oh dude (laughs) it's not the end of the traumatic side of it (laughs) because at, well, this is more just like what the hell, right? Um, but it just kind of was like the staff there was very strange sometimes because <laughs> uh, one after I had this whole breakdown where I just got gaslit and then right. I, I have to have a second surgery. I I'm barely eating anything 
when this I lost like 40 pounds. Wow. Throughout this Jeez whole thing. Louise. Um and you're and, tiny to begin with. So I can't I'm imagine. Short, but like, I'm not, I, I was overweight. So it was like this, but even at that, it's like I wasn't losing it for the right reasons. <laughs> right. I thought you were gonna try to paint that in a positive way. I'm like, how are you no, seeing the positive like, in no, everything? I'm not even <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Um I, I there was a point where I due to the issue I had before, I was way skinny for a while because I this is a tangent, I guess. But the thing I had before mouse was this thing called pyloric stenosis. If anyone doesn't know what your pyloris is, it's this thing. I forget if it's at the top of your bottom or something, but it lets like your food digest. Mm. Mine was closing. <laughs> so I couldn't keep anything down to put it cleanly. Mm-hmm. And so at one point I was my height now, I'm 5'3". I'm a short guy, but mm-hmm. I was like 90 pounds. I was a Dang. fucking twig. But um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> they're trying to order me food at the hospital. And the, the, the cafeteria lady just hung up on my dad because <laughs> they got the room wrong a million times. I was kind of thing. And then the big one after, because that's more just like funny. Mm-hmm. The big one after is that, as I mentioned, I had a pick line, it's, you know, kind of like a induct, like mm-hmm. big boy IV kind of thing. So there was this one nurse who's like, oh, I'll take that out for you. But it's not that simple. <laughs> So they were like, hey, no, 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 stop. We'll wait till the other person comes in. And he did. And luckily, because she was going to just like basically pull it out out and give me a bandage. No, this dude was like, put on a mask. It wasn't like, you know, Mm -hmm. huge, but like, put on a mask, take this thing out, proper bandaging. I was like, okay. But then, so that nurse was apparently a little salty that we didn't let her take out my thing. (laughs) She wheeled me out um, of the hospital, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's raining outside. And obviously with all the stuff here, I pr- probably shouldn't be in the rain. Um, <laughs> so, you, you didn't melt, uh, right? No. Okay. I didn't okay. hit the rain, but only after so much arguing with <laughs> uh, between my mom and this lady. Because she's, she's saying, okay, no, my dad will just come around and we can stay under the hood. He's like, no, just wait out here outside of this for some reason for a while. And I'm like still loopy i'm like mom listen she's a doctor (laughs) um, oh my god and but my mom was right in the end and you know it was simple just randomly stopped in the middle of the thing i i was strong enough to walk so it wasn't that bad but it was like come on (laughs) she's like yeah you got the rest yeah so that's fucking that those are the the sad parts we can talk about the funny stuff (laughs) (laughs) Golly, that's crazy. I, I yeah. don't think I would have. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. No. I'm like hot. It, it still hits. Right. I, and I forget how much it does. It was only, you know, realistically, I'm 21 now. Mm-hmm. It was only four years ago. Yeah, but um, that's going to stick around for a long time. Right. That was oh, yeah. that was a, only a fifth of my life ago. Yeah. And you know, the aftermath of it was a lot. And right after was the pandemic. So I was like, I. So true. Know. Wow. That's Dude, brutal. In your short life, you've had like all this adversity. But I mean, like, I, I listen to your music. I know, don't be too surprised. I listen to the music because I told you I 
I have very eclectic taste, right? It just depends on the day and maybe if I've had a gummy <laughs> or or two. So um I, like your outlook on life is it just amazes me, right? Like at my age, if I went through the amount of crap that you went through in the last three years, I'd be like, fuck it, I'm done. But like I'm you just really impressed me with like your strive. And your drive to just keep producing music and doing stuff that makes you happy. Well, it's kind of like once again, I I'm not gonna front and be like it, you know, like I mentioned, especially in like high school. And there's times now still, but like especially for a while when most of this wasn't figured out. Not to say that it fully is now, but like when it was yeah. a lot worse, it was like yeah, it was really hard. I was really depressed. You know, and I, I've tried to mask it best I can. Um, and it, it's it's a weird complex I have sometimes because I am naturally a very energetic person. Mm-hmm. You know, that comes across in my music. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I try to have a very positive outlook on life. But there was a time where I didn't but try to act like I did. And it almost, you know, some people straw, saw straight through it. Yeah. Know? I think my really good friends do, did, but there was a time where I, it's not on YouTube anymore, but I, I had put out a song. I, I don't even remember at this point, but you know, it was a song about my depression, that kind of thing. And I, I talk about, once again, trigger warning, but I, I talk about kind of suicidal thoughts within mm-hmm. it. And I sent that to like a couple of my friends being like, Hey, this is, here's a song and they're like that's a good song man and i was like oh yeah it's you know what i've been going through like whoa and i was in a group chat at the time and this one dude in the group chat who kind of didn't like me and <laughs> even this i'm not gonna name him but this dude now is you know he's cool um but he was like what i call bullshit there's no way ew oh no that makes me <laughs> so mad yeah, he was like, you put on these aesthetics and you want to be emo, but you're like the bubbliest person I know. And I was like, I'm going to be real. I mask a lot. Yeah. Marco, um, I can identify with that because that's me. Mm-hmm. So the way how I grew up, right, we were taught to stuff all our shit as far down as we could mm. and, and not talk about it. And Dirty Skittles, she knows. Like I put on the happiest face in the world, but on the inside I was dying. And so I I wanted to know from you, do you think that your music was your way of finding your voice? Because for the longest time I couldn't find my voice or my footing. I was talking about this today. Um, Cause even now I, and it's something I'm growing past, but it, I have issues still where because, because of everything I went through and everything I essentially, you know, put my family through realistically, you know, I spent not because of them. I'll caveat this now. They were all amazing through all this, but because of it, I felt like a burden for most of my life. Um, and through that now, you know, especially with like my social media presence, which is me, let me be clear. But like anyone you put on like a certain face that you want to present to the world. And um, it's only now that I'm starting and it's even like baby steps for me 
where it's like I I'm very overly apologetic for myself a lot of the time. Um it's like the same especially because of all the stuff in school. I had to be extra extra if I was in physical classes, I'd be the goody two shoes fucking you know as best grades you can or else I didn't get the leniency I needed. I would you know I'd still be in you know 10th grade right now. Mm. Um Are you sorry are you um doing anything besides music to help with those feelings i I go to therapy Mm. it's it's something i've had on and off and because i i have a i i I talked to you guys earlier i i think i went most of my life with undiagnosed adhd (laughs) so i i have that thing where it's like i forget you know it's like someone says hey you should look into this i'm like yeah and then three months later it's like oh what Right, and then I'm like struggling, but um, I am currently now seeing someone, and uh, that helps a lot. But it's just that thing of like trying not to over apologize for being happy and fun and nice, but also being willing to be like, you know, I like being sassy to people. I, you know, I yeah, um, and just like making random jokes or even just from different aspects of my life you know i i'm queer so mm-hmm. and and at least you know fluid within my gender and that kind of thing so that alone already creates a complex but even just like um you know how much i'm willing to talk about that how much i you know am it's 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 a weird thing because of things like that especially and even like once again with my personality that kind of thing it seems so inconsequential and it's things I'm either passionate about or think, yeah, this is cool. These are, if this was anyone else, I'd say, yeah, speak your truth or, you know, just be you. It's awesome. But when it comes to me, it's like, I feel very afraid of like, well, yeah, but what if these people in my life don't like me? What if a fucking business people are like that's not how you should act even though I work in the music music business so it's like what but it's just that thing of like being willing to put on your real face or even just like the mm-hmm. not hi face yeah right that's what clunk is about if um it's that you know in a way it's about a performance persona but it's also about being like screw you i don't care <laughs> yeah um and not even in a mean way which is i i guess weird in the way i phrased it but um no i i, I wanted... I'm sorry i kind of rambled on about that but it no don't apologize yes there's a lot <laughs> i i wanted to say something earlier on where i mean i want to thank you for being vulnerable but but more than that like i i appreciate that you admit to wearing a mask sometimes because I think a lot of the guests that we've had in the past and people that we you know just know in our day-to-day lives yeah that go through therapy and and kind of work through that trauma there's almost like this closure but I feel like there's not always closure right and like we're human and we're complex and it's beautiful and it's not anything we need to apologize for and I think you just 
opening that up that not everybody is going to have it all figured out, but we're going to present the best way we know how, right? Like, yeah. Just opening up that discussion. I mean, I want to thank you for that because I don't think anybody that we've yeah. talked to in the past has ever said like, well, you know. You know. And and obviously that's not to say everyone has faces they put on for different people. It's like you act nicer and more innocent around your grandma. Than you like <laughs> that, right? Oh, not my right? grandma. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 a you you change a little bit, but it's being the part that's been hard for me and I'm now I'm not past it. I'm not gonna right. act I'm not, but the the part I'm getting past is being like so weird because music i don't feel this way i feel so excited about putting out bratty songs about (laughs) whatever but i in my actual life i feel very meek sometimes you're like free in your music yeah and then you get it's a whole thing where it's like that's how your friends see you so like oh marco he's the cute little whatever on the side it was like no <laughs> but then it's also that thing of like you feel weird about subverting those expectations mm. you get lost in this is a song i need to stop saying this so i come up with lyrics but you know, <laughs> <laughs> aside, it's like you know it's a whole spiral yeah that, that, and i fall into it a lot i my brain goes in when i think about a topic that freaks me out it's just like down, 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 down. Like you fall down the rabbit hole, which in some ways creates cool things because it creates these fun little interesting thoughts that maybe you wouldn't have had before. But it also means that it brings out a lot of insecurities you have about whatever topic. Yeah. I I love just in general when people can make art out of something ugly or something not as put together or something that you would never want to show somebody, you know, like I, Mm -hmm. I really, for me, that's where my favorite art is, is when I can either hear a piece, see a piece that is absolutely just breathtaking to me that somebody can do that. So one of my favorite songs I've put out, it's on, it's on like Spotify, but it's on SoundCloud. It's a song called pretty boy. The, the hook of the song is the pretty boy that ain't pretty <laughs> yeah the, you know it it you know it delves a lot into i guess vanity in a sense um while also being heavily insecure and it goes into everything i just said it's the um you know obviously a lot of songs about like oh you know i'm worried about my fucking hair or whatever but it uh, is also about like walking in trying to be like, oh, he's so cute. But also I'm like really fucked up inside. You're you just know? complex. You're complex. Yeah. We you're are, not we fucked up. Com- we're complex beings. No one's just one thing. We're yeah. not just Muppets in this world. We don't just like cookies. That's true. Well, I do just like cookies. But that's not your only facet. <laughs> <No. laughs> but I, 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 I just love your perspective on life and like all, all the shit you've gone through and you're yeah. only 21, right? Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to see, you know, where you're at 10 years from now because I, I get really excited. Like I want to, I want to see you again in a year 
Yeah. And see where see where you're at. Like, what have you done? It's like check-ins. You're like part of the family now. Yeah, you're part of the family. Lights go down, all eyes are on me. I spin around, do you like what you see? Better watch out, because you know that I'll be. Jumping like a punk, make the beat go. It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone.